Welcome to the Vitality Radio Podcast, your source for the truth about health, wellness, and real alternatives to drugs, surgeries, and the status quo of healthcare. Here, you'll find information that empowers you to take control of your health. But it's not just about health and wellness, it's about the politics of healthcare and protecting your health freedom. Now, here's your host, Jared St. Clair. Hello and welcome to Vitality Radio. I am your host, Jared St. Clair, and it's good to be with you again on another exciting episode of Vitality Radio and the Vitality Radio Podcast. If you like what you hear on Vitality Radio and the Vitality Radio Podcast, go share it with somebody. Tell them about the show. Tell them how to find it if they are uh, technologically not quite with it with the podcast thing. You just help them find it on their phone and uh, the world will be a better place because of it, right? Uh, also, if you don't mind rating and reviewing Vitality Radio on Apple Podcasts, that helps Apple know who to send the show to, and uh, I would appreciate that very, very much. I have a great show for you today. I've already had at least a couple of people say, hey, when's that Lamont guy coming back on again? He was on episode 39, which is just a few weeks ago, and I'm going to do something a little bit different today. Vitality Radio will hit year 12 in November of this year. And in 12 years, I think maybe I've had one person on the air with me during one of my rants. I, I can't remember. I'm trying to dig back in my memory banks. I'm not sure. I'm going to call this the first time, though, because this is a planned thing that I've decided to do because I'm going to rant. And I'm going to rant about me. And so because of that, I need some backup. And my backup today is going to be Lamont Wilcox. If you didn't hear episode 39, go to your podcast app and listen because he was on the whole episode. We did over 50 minutes of talking about what neuromental health actually is. He is a neuromental health specialist. He has helped me in a variety of ways to progress through the life that we all live, the anxieties that we all have, the craziness that gets thrown at us on a regular basis, and to recognize that we are in control of our own destiny. And just yesterday, Lamont came into my office and spent a few hours with me, and uh, I had an epiphany uh, during, well, I had a few, but this one I'm going to share with you today. Lamont, welcome back to Vitality Radio. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be on. It's fun to reach out and to get this information out to more people. Well, I'll tell you, I, I don't lightly invite somebody in on one of my rants, so you should feel incredibly honored today uh, because this is uh, this is some uh, rarefied territory. But what we're going to do here is I'm going to rant about my epiphany. I'm going to talk about something I recognized about myself thanks to Lamont walking me through it. I'm going to go ahead and do it now. And then when we do that, or once I'm done ranting a little bit, Lamont's going to take over and he's going to explain why all this happens in our brains and what we can do about it. In a world full of often confusing messages about health, let Jared be your guide through the smokescreens of corporate greed, 
media bias, government ineptitude, and propaganda. When you see what is really happening, you'll be ranting too. It's time to expose the hidden agendas. It's time for the truth. It's time for the vital rant. So yesterday, you had a whiteboard, and you were writing all this stuff on the whiteboard, and you wrote down sympathetic nervous system and parasympathetic nervous system. And I've already known this. This, is, this wasn't news to me. I knew how, what those two systems did. I know that one is fight or flight, and one is rest and digest. The parasympathetic is kind of putting on the brakes, and the sympathetic is ramming on the accelerator, and that, that's kind of how our body works. And we're either in one or the other at all times, depending on what's going on in life. Well, listening out there, you may not realize this, but we're in the middle of some pretty crazy stuff. I mean, you may just have had your head buried in the sand and watching Friends reruns. But if that's not what's happening, you know that CNN and NBC and Fox News and KSL and KUTV and all the rest of them are just bombarding us right now with pandemic, pandemic, pandemic. And then when it's not pandemic, it's riots. And when it's not riots, it's, you know, well, it's mostly those two things. But there's a few other odds and ends. And there's letters coming out and talk of mandates and There's a lot of stress in the world right now. And what I recognized that I thought was very interesting, I'm going to walk you through it because no matter what side you're on, and I do believe that you might be one of the few people out there, because I know there's some people out there that that haven't picked a side when it comes to this thing. But right now, we have companies like Costco and and locally in Utah, Harmon's Grocery Store, that have said, if you're going to shop at our store, you're going to wear a mask. And we have Governor Herbert and various other leaders uh, in our society here in Utah and, of course, nationwide, Anthony Fauci, people like that that are saying, hey, you got to wear a mask. And if you're not wearing a mask, you're not a good neighbor, and therefore, you're probably not a good person and stuff like that. There's a lot of kind of shaming going on and things like that. Now, because of that, there's been this division. And I've freely said what side of that debate I'm on on Vitality Radio. I don't wear a mask. I haven't through this thing. To some of you, you may be thinking, what? What? Why wouldn't you wear a mask? Why wouldn't you want to protect, you know, the immunocompromised and my grandmother, the elderly, and so on and so forth? And I, I have reasons, and I've shared those reasons with you on Vitality Radio if you haven't heard them. Uh, there are many, many episodes, one of which is called The Mask Fallacy that you can go back and listen to from about seven, eight weeks ago. And regardless of what side you're on, this is what I've realized. And, and thank you, Lamont, for pointing this out to me without actually pointing it out to me. It just, it just hit me like a ton of bricks when we were talking yesterday. And that is that we have two sides of this coin where, we, I mean, let me paint the picture because I know you've been on one side of this. You walk into the grocery store and let's just say you're wearing a mask. And one of the people you see across the aisle from you is not wearing a mask. And immediately, I think, at least in your subconscious, if not your conscious mind, but I think this is a conscious thing, you're thinking to yourself, why are they not wearing a mask? I mean, don't they want to protect the other people? You know, is it that big of a deal that they can't just wear a mask? Or what if you're the person that walks into the grocery store like me, and you're not wearing a mask, and then you see the people across from you, they're wearing masks, and you think to yourself, why are they wearing masks? Is it because they just do what they're told? Maybe they're sheep. Maybe they just, man, you know, do what they're told. 
That sounds awful. And in both ways, we've got this judgment coming out, right? Like I'm saying, oh man, those people, they're doing what they're told and they're not standing up for their rights and they don't believe in what I believe in. And and then the people wearing the masks are saying, well, geez, that guy, he doesn't care about his neighbor or his fellow man. He's clearly a selfish, self-absorbed, you know, whatever, right? So half of us are self-absorbed jerks and the other half of us are sheep. And neither one of those are a group that I think any of us want to fall into. But why is that debate happening? I've seen it on Facebook. It's on Twitter. It's on, it's everywhere. And there's this division happening because of it. And like, there isn't enough things in this country and world dividing us already, right? And what my epiphany was, was this. I have a different frame of reference than a lot of people. I grew up believing in alternative things, everything from vitamins and supplements and herbs to different views on uh, medical procedures and interventions and things like that. And other people don't have that. I, I had a conversation with a lady just yesterday, one of my good patrons at Vitality Nutrition, who's 20-year-old granddaughter has all kinds of symptoms that feel like COVID, but she hasn't been tested yet. And so they don't know if that's what she's got or if she's just got a cold or something like that. And she called and she said, what would you do for this? And I started talking to her about, you know, what types of things we use to help with cold and flu type symptoms and things like that that are natural. And she says, you know what? It doesn't matter. They're not going to do it anyway. Her dad doesn't believe in anything natural. And uh, so you know, they're just going to do whatever the doctors tell them. And that's just kind of how it is. We have a lot of people that are more on the alternative side and a lot of people that are more on the mainstream side. And I think to some degree, that's the divide with the masks too, as well as maybe people that are consider themselves more liberty-minded and people that maybe consider themselves a little bit more, you know, th these things are in our best interest. And so we're just going to do what we're told because it's the right thing to do. And regardless of which side you're on, I've come from this position where going into this visit with you yesterday, Lamont, I felt like I was right. And I still feel like I'm right. I still feel like the masks are not particularly useful. I still feel like the virus is not that dangerous to the vast majority of people and so on and so forth. But I have been the one pointing the finger saying that person wearing a mask is scared. And what I realized yesterday is this person not wearing a mask is scared too. I'm scared. I'm walking in fear because I'm scared of government overreach. I'm scared of the trampling of the Constitution. I'm scared of people just doing as they're told and lining up for a mandatory vaccine that may or may not come. I'm scared of a lot of things. And I don't have control of any of those things. And that is terrifying. And so here's me, Mr. Scaredy Cat, pointing at you, Miss Scaredy Cat, saying, you're wrong. Well, guess what? I'm wrong too. Because as long as we're sitting here living in fear, none of us are thinking rationally about this. And we're all sitting there just in this fight or flight mode trying to figure out what the heck are we supposed to do? And so in my case, I do the things that I know about. I take extra vitamin C and I get enough sleep, and I drink plenty of water, and I make sure I'm getting sunshine so that I can fight off a potential virus. And maybe in your case, you're wearing a mask and washing your hands and 
social distancing. And regardless of which side you're on, if you're doing it out of fear, you're doing it wrong. That's my rant. I'm mad at myself. I got to forgive myself now, Lamont. You talked about that. That's important too, right? (laughs) Self-forgiveness, that's big, right? Okay. (laughs) So I got to forgive myself for being a hypocrite and saying that, hey, you are scared and I am empowered and bright and brilliant when in reality, I'm sitting around being scared too. It's time to stop being scared. (laughs) It's time to start thinking rationally. And we only think rationally when we're in the resting mode, the parasympathetic nervous system. So now, Lamont, the expert on this, tell us how that all works in our brains. <laughs> this is a great subject to bring up to kind of uh, highlight a lot of what I have researched and found in neuroscience and what what's going on in our heads. Because ultimately, you know, a lot of people listen and they say, wow, it's, it's really what I'm teaching and telling is very motivational. And I like to correct them and, and help them see that It's not about the motivation. It's about understanding your brain and where motivation comes from. Because if you have a lack of motivation, if you have low energy, those things come because you're letting your brain play out the way that it's been programmed through your life experiences. And so I want to bring up another thing. You said you use the word forgive. You got to forgive yourself, right? It'd be really valuable for all of us to look that word up in the dictionary, see what it really means. Because Forgiveness is ultimately understanding that the way things work and the way things are, everyone is really trying at their heart. They're pre-programmed at a deep neurological level to be the kind and loving and gracious and giving person deep inside that they were born and meant to be. It's all in there. We all have it inside of us. And there's certain ways that and, and ways of perceiving, thinking, and processing that keep us from accessing that. And there's other ways of perceiving, processing, and believing that block it from us. And so uh, one of the ways that we see in neuroscience this, that kind of describes that is those two autonomic nervous systems that you just mentioned. We have our sympathetic autonomic nervous system, which is the fight or flight. And And then we have the parasympathetic. And if you think about the sympathetic system, to understand it better, you can take yourself to a scenario that's a little more extreme, right? Let's say that you are a parent and your child is running out into the road. And at the same time they're running out into the road, some of your senses pick up the sound of a car moving down the road, right? Your sympathetic system kicks on. And part of the nature of that that sympathetic nervous system is to shut down a vast majority of your brain. In other words, cut you off to a whole bunch of other things. In that moment, other things don't matter in your life. It doesn't matter if you just lost your job and it doesn't matter if you're, you know, someone just embezzled money from you or it doesn't matter if someone, you know, the person you love is not showing love to you. In that moment, it shuts every so much of your brain off and you immediately hyper-focus. And in that hyper-focus, it's like we're putting these blinders on that keep us from seeing more of the picture, seeing, you know, that there's more detail, there's more clarity around this concept and subject. And so in that process, on a lighter level, like things that that we're talking about here, about political things or, you know, these different things you've mentioned about being more on the naturopathic side or more on the mainstream side, these different ways of thinking, 
if it creates that fear, that threat that something is going to take from us, then we literally are shutting off the parts of our brain that are incredibly creative and capable. As a matter of fact, we're very quick to shut the door on our thought processes. We come to quick conclusions about things without having the open mind to really understand other people and understand other ideas or concepts that are actually already in our head, but we're not accessing them. Can I interrupt you just a second? Yeah. What you said, I think, is really important, and I think I I left it out of what I wanted to say, and I want to make sure it comes in. What you just said, I think, has real power because you said, you know, we shut the door on things, uh, on our ideas and on our creativity, but you also said we shut the door on our understanding of what other people are thinking and doing, and I think that that is where the division is. I think that that is what's happening is because I'm looking at the person wearing a mask and saying, immediately, because I'm sitting here in fear of government mandates and all these other things, that person is wrong. That person is, you know, doesn't have the understanding or the insight that I have or whatever it is. I don't have any idea what that person's thinking. I'm clueless <laughs> about what that person's yes. thinking. Right? And that person yeah. pointing the finger at me and saying, that person doesn't care about anybody but himself. They don't know what I think. If they listened to me, if they met me and they talked to me, they would know that I'm a caring human being who does want people to be healthy and well. I mean, that's what I do for a living. So they would understand that, no, I'm not a callous jerk. And I would probably understand that they're not a hypocritical finger pointing sheep or whatever it is, right? But I don't. I don't allow them to be who they are or to think what they think because I immediately put thoughts in my head about what's in their head, and I'm probably wrong. Yes, that is right down the line of understanding our neurology, what is going on in our head. When we start to feel that fear that somebody's going to take something from us, that, that we won't be able to, ultimately neurologically, it's we won't be able to experience the chemical experiences that our brain needs. Then we, when we have that fear that we can't have that, then we, our brain shuts down the ability to have it. It's a, it's, it's so amazing. Our own biases and our own beliefs, everything that we say and everything that we talk about anyone else is literally a projection of our own maps of how we see this world and how we think. If we go around talking about maybe how people look or whatever, it's because that's the insecurity within us. And when we shut the door, we all have amazing capacity. Our brains are phenomenal. We bring in, ever since we're little children, we're bringing in about 40 million bits of information per second. And when we reach the the ages right around the mid-20s, we have so much data in our head. It's a matter of that we could, if, if we could organize it, right? If we can organize that information, we can solve any problem. But when we get in that that sympathetic part of our brain that shuts down all that capability, we don't have the ability. And, and it's like something you said, it's, it was something I already knew. I already knew this, right? We know this, but it's a matter of realizing the new associations or the new uh, relationships between the different pieces of data that we have in our brain that come together that create this epiphany or this aha moment where all of a sudden we're like, oh my goodness, that I've been doing that. Like I... 
I have been the monster. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe I'm the one that's being irrational. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, and, and ultimately, it's, it's really just a, 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 a distraction technique that our sympathetic system that's made to help us stay alive, right? It's made to help us stay alive. And it doesn't want change. It wants to resist change. Because, you know, if we live this day, the way, if we live tomorrow the same way we live today, well, if we end up alive at the end of today, we'll end up alive at the end of tomorrow. So it does not want to change. It resists change. And so it does things, that sympathetic system, when it's turned on, it does things to sabotage us, to not have the experiences, to not be able to gain those understandings to make change. Because it ultimately wants to protect that change. And I, and I could go deeper on the neurological the neurology behind that, that we can see this happening. We can see this activity. It's phenomenal how much we know about the brain as far as researchers go and, and you know, the research that's being publicated and everything is so much of it. It's phenomenal. Well, and the thing is, uh, so that everybody knows, this is a fairly short segment with Lamont, certainly compared to episode 39 where we were on the whole show. But he's going to be on again in a few weeks, and then he'll be on again a few weeks after that. We're going to just continue down this path of helping, hopefully helping you understand some of the things that, some of your things that are getting in your own way. The things that you are programmed in your mind that uh, or have programmed in your mind since the time you were a child that are roadblocks towards your success, your happiness and things like that. And one of those things is sticking around in this stupid fight or flight mode, this parasympathetic thing, which, parasympathetic thing, which is great when your child's running out into the road, but it stinks when you're your vision of what's actually happening happening is skewed by these blinders that prevent you from seeing things as they really are. And what I, the last thing I want to say, and then I want you to to finish this out, Lamont, is that can you imagine that if we're in the parasympathetic mindset, if all of us were in that mindset in the midst of this pandemic and all the craziness that's been going on around us and the Black Lives Matter movement and the riots and the development of vaccines and development of, you know, watching the numbers rise every day of positive cases and all this other kind of stuff. But we're being fed this constant stream of fear and, oh my gosh, we need to really be worried about this. But if we could step back a minute, and, and you said something yesterday too that really struck me, and take more of a kind of an eternal view, a long view of what's going on and see what's happening down the road as opposed to just worrying about what's happening today and recognize that all of this stuff is relatively small by comparison to the long view of life. If we could take that, we could sit back, breathe deep, calm down, get ourselves into rest and digest mode, those divisions could go away. We could have actual conversations with our quote unquote friends on Facebook, whatever that means, right? And we could, we could instead of arguing and posting memes about how stupid each one of us is, we could be conversing and making progress, understanding what the other person's actually thinking. And that would change everything in the situation that we're in right now. So I think this is really, really critical. So the last thing I, I want to turn over to you, Lamont, is can you give us some tips on how to pull ourselves out of sympathetic mode, fight or flight, 
and recognize that our life is not currently in danger. We don't have a bus coming out of city 100 miles an hour. We do have time to think and relax. What do we need to do to get to that calm state of mind where we can actually allow our intelligence and our true genius to take the forefront and see what's actually happening? Yes, thank you for that question. That is that is the question. And you actually have have kind of shared some already. I love the visualization that you just created of what it could be because our brain runs off of a reward system. And if you want to change what's going on in your brain, it's a matter of changing the maps that uh, that get to that reward system. And the parasympathetic, it is it para means to go against that sympathetic system. In other words, it's to change it. So if you want to get out of the sympathetic nervous system, the fight or flight, the key is to focus in on yourself, to focus in on you, take care of you, go into yourself and turn on the parasympathetic system. And like you said, take a deep breath, just stop, just stop, question yourself and recognize Am I coming to an oversimplified, quick conclusion? Is there more to this? Do I know this thing I'm claiming to know about this other person? Those simple questions are incredibly life-changing. Those simple questions that pull you over to that rest and digest, that rest and digest that will put you in a state of mind where creativity is. Because what we need, the thing that will get us through any traumatic thing going on, and whether it's a, you know, a, a huge, I see this, I see this as a huge mental event. And I, I, this is going to sound weird, but I love this. <laughs> this, this experience that we're all having, it's all teaching us to open up because we, we slam these doors shut, but it just doesn't work because we know people are good around us. We know that we, that getting along and, and, and understanding each other, we know that is a better way to go. And because it's dragging on so long, it's challenging our brain in a new level to help us to want to have that message that you just shared. People want that message. They want to be released from that binding set of patterns that are keeping them in that sympathetic part of their brain that they know does not feel great. And that's that feeling that we have, which is literally neurochemicals, is teaching us that's not the best place to be. That's not the effective place to be. That's not going to get us to the things we want. It's going to literally distract us from the things we truly want. Because if you stop and ask yourself your question, what is it that I really want? What is it I really want? Why am I coming out this way? Why am I being upset with this person? Why am I shutting the door? That is one of the ultimate keys. These questions are powerful. The questions we use when we're in our sympathetic system, they're usually useless and, and damning questions. They stop us. You know, why does it always happen to me? Why does this keep going? Why does I keep trying and nothing ever works? Why we, we, we pose useless questions that aren't actually questions. You can listen yeah, to your own body language and see that that's not working. Well, even in this situation, you know, what, the question I keep asking myself is why can't people see it the way I do? Right. And that's <laughs> a totally worthless question. Like you said, 
It's it, because for one thing, it, it, I can't answer the question. It's it's a question I can't answer. The only way I can answer it is to ask them the question, right? I mean, I could ask them, why can't you see what I'm seeing? And and if I was in a calm state of mind and they were in a calm state of mind and we could have that conversation, we may actually learn something from each other. But instead, I should ask, why can't I understand? And you tell me if I'm wrong. Why can't I understand where this person's coming from? Because what I really want to understand, what I would really love to understand is, why does this person feel that they need to do this? Because if I understood that, then I could understand them. And then we could talk with each other and potentially, like I say, bridge a gap that's there instead of creating a bigger divide. Yeah, because the thing that will get us past will be someone's idea, someone's creativity or a group of people's creativity is going to get us past this. The most successful people in this world are the most creative. They're the ones that can stay in their parasympathetic, no matter what is going on. And they see every situation as a way for them to gain something as opposed to lose something. And so they stay in that state of mind. And that's what gets them success. Ultimate, you look at the most successful people you know, and within a short period of time, you can see that that's the kind of person they are. The truly successful ones. You know, if we power our way through it and we force and we use our sympathetic system, yeah, we can manipulate our way into what might appear to be success. And you can look at people who succeed financially, and oftentimes you can look at the rest of their life and go, oh, I know how they got there. They used their sympathetic pressure, and they manipulated, and they did all these things, and they lost their relate. They lost the things they truly wanted in a right. trade for something they didn't understand, that they thought would get them those things. But it's all, it's all accessible to us right here. Well, let me let me end our, our conversation by saying this because I think it's important. I, you know, I met with you back in September for the first time. We did. Uh, I can't remember what you call it, but it's a big comprehensive. What do you call that visit? In, 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 the intensive. The session, intensive. I call yeah, it. it's an intensive session. We were together for like six hours or something like that, maybe longer. I don't know. It seemed shorter than it was. I know that because there was some really awesome information. And it was super intense, uh, as it's called, and I learned a lot, and I think it helped me for sure. But I wanted to have you back before I had you on the radio again because I wanted that refresher, and we spent you know close to three hours yesterday doing a refresher, and it was, it was way better for me. I think hearing it a second time, uh, looking back on what's happened over the last nine months or so since I saw you last, there was it answered some questions for me and it got me uh, pushed closer to where I want to be in life. And asking those questions of what do I really want are really, really important because you asked me that at the very beginning and what you asked me, or sorry, what I responded with, I'm not convinced that all those things are actually things that I really want, but that's what I thought I really wanted, if that makes sense. I'm sure it does to you. And so I have to reevaluate those things and see ask myself, is that what I really, really want? Because you you pointed out last time I had you on the show. And again, if you want to hear more from Lamont, episode 39 just a few weeks ago was fantastic. 70% of the things that we do, the decisions we make, don't get us to the things that we want. Is that what you said? Yep, spot on. We don't, we're not using our conscious mind to participate in those. And therefore, they just lead on to paths that aren't to the things that we truly want. Right. And so now I have to recognize that a lot of the things I do every day, I just do because I do them, not because they're actually forwarding my goals and, and getting me closer to where I really want to be. So what I, I'd like to close with is this. 
Lamont, what you do is really, really powerful. I do believe that there are some people listening right now that aren't ready for it. Uh, and there are some people that are begging for it. I think that's kind of where we get in life. And that's my personal way of seeing it, where sometimes we're just not ready for that next thing that's going to break us through the maybe the dam that we've put in front of ourselves. But I think I'm a lot more ready now than I was last September. One of my dear friends that came and saw you uh, in September told me, she says, I wish I would have seen Lamont now instead of then. So there are things that kind of have to happen. And you said you love what's going on right now because this is big mental exercise, which makes you really strange, right? But you're right. You're right. Because that I was just talking to her yesterday and I said, you know, what I've noticed about you is this pandemic has changed who you are as a person in some really positive ways because it's made you step outside of yourself and see a bigger picture of what's going on out there. And you've learned a lot. And I, I've seen some real advances in how she thinks and feels about the world and herself. And so sometimes the stress pushes us to a place where we're ready to take steps to to, to get ourselves into a better spot, right? And I think that's what's happened maybe with both of us, and maybe it's happening with a lot of us. Maybe this stress is actually a good thing. And of course, as you stated yesterday, all stress has the potential to be a good thing. We have the potential to learn from this stuff. We have the potential to grow from this stuff. We just get to choose whether or not we do. And so I, I encourage so highly anybody listening if any of this is resonating with you, you've got to get in touch with Lamont. You've got to visit with him and take advantage of the hours and hours and hours and hours of research that he's done on neurological, the workings of the brain, uh, the neurons and the chemicals and the su success chemical you told me about yesterday was fascinating to me. There's just so much good information. I want you to experience it. If you're listening to Vitality Radio and if you're a regular listener and you love this type of education, you will love what Lamont has to offer. So how do they get in touch with you? Yes, and I and I will mention too that that I'm I'm not a, a licensed therapist. I'm not I'm someone who discovered how to change my life. And then the life of those close to me. And it was, it was accessing the true programming in me to, to have unconditional love and find ways to give and to help other people at such a deeper level. And that's what I want to do. And so thank you for letting me be on here and to give people the opportunity to take an action because that is key. At this point, if this resonates, like Jared said, if it does, the key to getting your neurons to jump on board and to start moving to that, that parasympathetic sympathetic side of your system at a higher level is to take some action. And so we'd like to provide a few things that you can do. So one of the things is you can search, uh, you can search my name on YouTube. It's just Lamont Wilcox and that's L-A-M-O-N-T-E has an E in there. Wilcox, W-I-L-C-O-X. You can search me on uh, YouTube. You can also go and my business name, the business name is Fulfill Life Yourself. Fulfill Life Yourself because I'm not doing this for you. Y your brain is the thing doing it. And it's, it's not to teach you to be motivated. It's not, I'm not here to get you motivated. I'm here to under help you understand what happens that makes your motivation and your energy, what creates it. And that level of understanding is what helps you make change. And taking action is the first step. So the other thing you can do is look me up on Facebook, just search Fulfill Life Yourself and find my Facebook page. 
You can shoot me a text message if you're interested in having a session, doing what we call a clarity session first so that we can get some clarity. It's usually quite uh, eye-opening to have that. It's 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 not like a, a session where we're just diagnosing. It's like showing you and helping you see things at a different level. And so you can text me at 801-722-4936. Again, it's 801-722-4936. And you can shoot me a text and we can set up a time to meet. I have an office in Lehigh. And, you know, there's more. Again, I can take this a long ways. I teach classes and teach other people how to use these methodologies. I've taught therapists and I've taught coaches. This applies to every mental struggle that our brain is having, whether it's an addiction, whether it's depression, anxiety, whether it's a mental, a deeper mental illness that has been diagnosed, whatever it is. I work at a neural clinic where I'm working with people with actual brain trauma and damage in their brain, and it still has a massive impact on people. So, so please take action. If this is something you want, don't sit and think longer because your brain will distract you. As soon as this is over, you'll go into some other place, some other world in your brain, and it, and it will be really hard to bring back. So do something now. And if you forgot any of those uh, places he told you to hunt, just give us a call at Vitality Nutrition, 801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662. If you're interested in organizing a group session with friends, family, or even other strangers, uh, we're going to be doing those at Vitality Nutrition soon as well. And we would love to have you involved. Thank you so much, Lamont. I appreciate your time today. As usual, we went over. I'll have to speed up the second half of the show. We're going to take a quick break. And when I come back, I'm going to finish up what I started last week. We're going to hit the last five of the top 10 supplements, how to use them, why to use them, and how to know if you've got a good one or not. That is going to be the balance of Vitality Radio today. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Jared St. Clair. We'll be right back with Vitality Radio. Insurgent Sports Nutrition is a brand new sports supplement company with a unique philosophy, refuse to conform. In the sports nutrition industry, one company starts something and has some success and everyone else tends to follow their lead. What you end up with is a bunch of Me Too products that don't add up to anything special. What you typically see on the market are formulas with all kinds of ingredients that look good on the label, but do very little to advance your training and performance. At Insurgents, our motto is, everything you need, nothing you don't. While many brands put the right ingredients in a product, most don't put the right dose. There are clinical trials for a reason, to prove not only if an ingredient works, but also how much of that ingredient it takes to provide the desired effect. At Insurgents, we won't add an ingredient to a formula unless we can add the clinically effective dose. Our first formula is our Insurgents pre-workout. Pre-workouts nowadays are a dime a dozen. They even sell them at the big box stores. The vast majority of pre-workouts on the market are overdosed on caffeine and other stimulants and underdosed on the stuff that actually increases your performance. Insurgents pre-workout has all of the most critical ingredients to improve endurance, strength, energy, and without the crash that comes with a megadose of stimulants. Insurgents pre-workout comes with or without caffeine and has no additional stimulants. If you want a truly effective, hype-free pre-workout that tastes great, is free of artificial colors, and absolutely does the job, refuse to conform and join the Insurgents. For more information about Insurgents pre-workout, 
Call Vitality Nutrition, 801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662. Welcome back to Vitality Radio. I am your host, Jared St. Clair. Thank you for joining me this week on Vitality Radio and the Vitality Radio podcast. I hope you enjoyed the interview with Lamont Wilcox. If you have questions about anything you heard or would like to follow up on how to get a session with him or join us in a group session, give us a call, 801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662. You would be calling Vitality Nutrition, the sponsor of Vitality Radio, And I have to say, man, I love having Lamont on. He's been on twice now, and he is going to be on again in a few weeks and again a few weeks after that. And I hope that you find as much interest and excitement in it as I do because it has been awesome. The learning I'm getting from him has been really, really profound. If you like what you hear on Vitality Radio, I really hope that you'll share it with friends and family members especially uh, when I talk with excellent uh, guests like Lamont Wilcox that uh, can really help people transform their lives in such a profound way. All right, so I have just about 20 minutes left on the show today, a little less than that, and I left off last week talking about the top 10 most popular supplements in America. I went through the first five last week. If you didn't catch that episode, just thumb back one week and uh, you'll be able to find it. This last 20 minutes will be actually plenty of time because I have what I call my Vital Five. Vital Five is the five supplements that I believe, nutrients I should, that I believe just about every American would benefit from supplementing because of a lack of availability in our modern diets. And many of the things that are on the bottom 10 of this list are in my Vital 5. As such, I've done five Vital 5 episodes of Vitality Radio that are already on the podcast apps. And so I'm going to reference which episodes those are. I won't go into great detail about these particular items because you can get all the detail you want if you'll just thumb back through to the early episodes of Vitality Radio. And as I do each one of these, I will share with you which episodes those are. Now, if you didn't catch last week's show, what's important to understand is what I'm trying to tell you is, you know, if the supplement that is one of the top sellers in America actually makes sense for you to take, I'll help you understand that. And then help you understand if you've got a good one, if you already have it at your house, or if you don't, how to make sure you're getting a good quality supplement. And because the time is short, I want to jump right into it. The number six item is probiotics. Now, I did a Vital 5 episode on probiotics. It's episode 10. So if you jump in the podcast and go to episode 10, you can listen to that there, and I think you'll really enjoy it. I could do 12 shows back-to-back on the topic of probiotics. It's such a deep topic, and I've become so familiar with it and so enamored with it. I love talking about it. And it's there's just so much information. So we're definitely going to do more episodes on probiotics. But the basics are this. There are two different types of probiotics out there, primarily, what are called spore-forming probiotics and human strain probiotics. There's more than that. I mean, you'll see yogurt and kombucha and all kinds of other things with probiotics in them. But generally speaking, the probiotics that are in those things are what would be consider, considered the type of probiotics that are found in the human body. In the case of spore-forming probiotics, these are found in soil, dirt, sand, salt, all kinds of different places. They're more environmental. 
And while they're not native to the human gut, they are incredibly powerful in the human gut uh, if you get the right ones. The biggest thing that I want to share with you right now, and then again, you can go into much more detail if you go back to episode 10, if you want to hear more, is that a probiotic doesn't have to be necessarily super potent. It doesn't have to have 50 billion or 100 billion or 200 billion units. To some degree, that's actually marketing. What it needs to be is super stable. It needs to be able to get into the intestinal tract where the rubber meets the road, so to speak. And generally speaking, spore-forming probiotics are going to be far more effective than human stream probiotics for that purpose. And the vast majority of probiotics out there are not spore-forming probiotics. The probiotics that are spore-forming are called bacillus something, not lactobacillus, but bacillus something like coagulins or subtilis, clausi, things like that. There are two supplements that I absolutely love, Just Thrive and Back on Tract. They're all spore formers. Back on Tract has other things in it, including digestive enzymes and herbs to help support the overall digestive tract. And Just Thrive is just a very potent probiotic to help restore gut function, help with things like leaky gut and things like that. And again, go into much more detail in episode 10 on that. If you do not have a bacillus form of probiotic, if you're looking at one that has lactobacillus or bifido, these are effective probiotics for a lot of things. They're very, very good for symptom relief, especially. My experience has been that they aren't necessarily the best for long-term benefit and growth of the good bacteria and flora in the gut. I personally believe that bacillus strains or spore formers tend to work better for that. And so that's the recommendation that I make. Number seven, multivitamins. Now, multivitamins I tackled in episode four in great detail. So if you want to hear more about that, check it out. But in my opinion, there's basically two really great ways to get a multivitamin and a bunch of ways not to. Most multivitamins on the market, and I would even lump in a lot of ones in health food stores, but especially the ones that you find in grocery stores, mass market stores are crap. In fact, in many cases, they are products you don't that they would do more harm than good, in my opinion. And there's some evidence in studies that that may actually be the case. If you're taking something Centrum or like Centrum, I think that is at best a placebo if you're lucky and at worst potentially causing more harm than good. These are not good multivitamins. My pre preference for multivitamins come from food. Uh, greens in particular, I love gr uh, green supplements that are deep, rich nutrients that come from food. They're concentrated. My very favorite greens formula is a fermented greens formula. That may sound gross, but it actually tastes pretty good, especially considering what it is made by natural factors. And uh, I absolutely love that product. I also love a product, and I'm totally biased here, called Ultimate Vitality Multi. It's one I developed years ago. I talk about it at length in episode four. And just the only thing to tell you is we are currently redoing it, rebooting Ultimate Vitality Multi to update it to some of the most recent research that's been done. We're eliminating a couple of things that we have found to be uh, probably a, a not ideal in a multivitamin and replacing them with things that make more sense. This is going to be a much better formula. And I'm going to say, again, from a point of 100% bias, because I developed it, 
I think the best multivitamin on the market is Ultimate Vitality Multi, and we are making it better. Uh, Multi, you can actually feel that really does some great things for you that is food-based, and it will be better and back on the market within the next few weeks. In the meantime, I love the greens idea. Those are two great ways to get your multivitamin. Now, one that is not in my vital five, but that I'm incredibly fond of, and I often tell people I consider it the sixth thing, because while it is not technically a nutrient and we do not have a need for it in the human body, because of the inflammation that our bodies are under just constant attack with from all angles, turmeric or curcumin, I believe, is something that just about everybody in America would benefit from and really everybody in the world. I am a huge, huge proponent of turmeric. Now, turmeric versus curcumin, that's a common question, and a lot of people get it confused. Turmeric is the plant. Curcumin is one of the most active ingredients in the plant, and it is the one that has the most research. So oftentimes, you'll see on a bottle 95% curcumin or curcumin extract, and that's good. You want – well, I didn't expect that. (laughs) You want – a turmeric that is an extract because if it just says turmeric powder, you've got a very, very weak product. That's what you would cook with and it's great. Cook with it. Use tablespoons of it in your curry sauces and various other things that you might cook with. Absolutely. That is a wonderful superfood. However, if you're taking it for supplemental benefit, just turmeric powder, which a lot of supplements on the market are that, you'd have to take dozens of pills to get anywhere. Now, you'll hear that turmeric is only good with black pepper in it. And I would say that turmeric extract or just turmeric powder is generally going to be better with black pepper. There's actually some really good evidence of that or something called bioprene. And I have no problem with that. And I would say the best turmeric extracts on the market by and large do contain black pepper. But this is important. When you concentrate the turmeric root and just about any, well, every other herb out there, whether it's hemp or turmeric or echinacea or whatever, you concentrate for a specific ingredient, uh, a specific compound within the herb. It's called standardization. So in the case of turmeric, that's usually 95% is what they're looking for. So they're wiping out most of the rest of the plant in favor of just curcuminoids. That's not a bad thing necessarily, except that in the case of turmeric and most plants out there, there are hundreds of other compounds within the plant that may also be very beneficial. In case of turmeric, those things are called turmerones. There are 200 different compounds that have been isolated from turmeric to this point. Three of them are turmerones, and they are very, very important. They're found in the volatile oils of the plant. And when we concentrate turmeric down to curcuminoids, we eliminate the turmerones. That is a problem. Listen to what turmerones have been proven to do. I'm just going to read through some of the research highlights from turmerones. They possess anti-cancer properties. How do they do that? They promote tumor cell apoptosis. That's the natural death of a tumor cell, inhibiting new blood vessel formation in tumors and inhibiting proliferation of tumors. These turmerones have been effective against breast cancer, liver cancer, and leukemia cell lines. That's impressive, right? All turmerones that have been studied to date have demonstrated potent anti-inflammatory benefits, the main reason most people take turmeric. 
By inhibiting the actions of inflammatory enzymes like COX-1, turmerones can help to reduce low-grade systemic inflammation, which is the kind we don't want. This harmful type of chronic inflammation is associated with the development of about 85% of disease. Some research suggests that turmerones can improve skin health, demonstrating strong antioxidant effects. Multiple studies have also shown anti-wrinkle and anti-aging benefits. Many people use turmeric to keep their skin looking healthier and younger longer. The turmerones have been shown to improve skin hydration and increase skin elasticity. The turmerones also demonstrate natural antifungal and antimicrobial properties and, believe it or not, also work as an antivenom agent. Preliminary evidence shows that turmerones may be effective for improving dental health. Turmerones seem to prevent the aggregation of blood platelets, meaning harmful blood clotting. Both curcuminoids and turmerones seem to inhibit the formation of amyloid plaque, which causes Alzheimer's disease. This seems to happen via the blocking of protein aggregates that form the plaque. It is also being explored for its capacity to block pain receptors, and it may have neuroprotective effects and support the growth of new connections in the brain. That is a big deal. Therefore, when you're looking at your bottle of turmeric, if it shows 95% extract, 95% curcuminoids, it does not just say turmeric root powder, that is good. That is a good turmeric. However, if it does not have the volatile oils and the turmerones in there, it is not the best turmeric. The one that I found is the best, and the studies are there to back it up, is called Curamed, C-U-R-A-M-E-D. Curamed is a form of turmeric where they've been able to preserve the volatile oils and the curcuminoids, so you get the best of both worlds. You can use two capsules a day or even one, depending on the potency, versus three, four, five, ten capsules of a typical turmeric extract. Really, really powerful stuff. The next one on the list is magnesium, and that was in episode eight, and I've talked about magnesium on three different episodes of the Vitality Radio podcast already. It is critical it is one of my vital five. I absolutely love it. And because of my lack of time here, I'm going to refer you to episode eight of the Vitality Radio podcast to learn all you want to learn about magnesium because it is a deep and detailed topic. But rest assured, something that you need and would benefit from, guaranteed. The last thing that I want to talk about in the last four or five minutes that I have here is CBD, uh, cannabinoids. These come from hemp. There's been a lot of controversy about it. It's not so controversial anymore. It's legal uh, nationwide, pretty much. There are a few stickler states, but certainly here in Utah and most of the country, CBD is legal without a medical card. It is not for recreational use because it can't make you high, but it is a powerful anti-inflammatory. It is a powerful anti-anxiolytic, meaning it will help with anxiety, stress, insomnia, all kinds of other things. It's even been shown in clinical research to be great for for seizure disorders and autism and a variety of other things. CBD is legit and powerful stuff. I think it might make it into the same group just about with turmeric where I think almost anybody could potentially benefit from it, even though it is not something we are necessarily deficient in in terms of phytocannabinoids. We are often deficient in endocannabinoids, the kind we make ourselves inside our bodies. And when we are deficient, when we're under the kind of stress that most of us are under right now, CBD can help to calm that down and balance it out. It is one of the most powerful natural pain relievers 
I've ever seen, and I am completely in love with CBD. It can be used topically. It can be used internally. I prefer capsules because you have a really good measurement of the potency, and I generally recommend about 30 milligrams a day, 15 milligrams in the morning, 15 milligrams at night for most people, although your results may vary, and I do recommend that you try different things and experiment. I believe it's very, very safe, so you can experiment with it safely and try and figure out what works for you. The biggest thing is there are a lot of fly-by-night companies that have popped up selling CBD. It's sold even in gas stations now. This is a powerful herb. It is powerful stuff. It is very effective stuff. It is very safe stuff. So the stuff that you might buy anywhere could potentially be okay stuff and generally speaking is going to be safe. But if you want to make sure you have really good CBD Get it from a company with a reputation for making good CBD. I have a few brands that I am in love with. CV Sciences, they make one called Plus CBD. It is as good as anything on the market. I also love Leaf Therapeutics uh, from a company called Solaray right here in Utah. I am a huge fan of their products. They have both topical and internal. So does CV Sciences. I also love one topically called Muscle MX. We've had excellent success with their topical pain relief balms. These are all brands that I know, I trust, and I have researched, and I know they are legit. There are so many brands of CBD, and unfortunately, in terms of labeling, it's hard to tell them apart, so I can't give you obvious signs that you have a good or a bad CBD. That's the hard thing. So my recommendation is just go with the source you can trust, because if you try CBD and it doesn't work, in many cases, you just didn't get good CBD or didn't take enough of it. So that is the bottom five of the top 10 supplements out there. I can't believe I got all this in on today's show. I have about 30 seconds left to thank you for listening to Vitality Radio and the Vitality Radio podcast. Remind you that it is with great joy that I bring it to you. It is sponsored by our family business, Vitality Nutrition in Bountiful, Utah. If you have questions about anything you've heard here, call me, 801 292-6662. That is 801-292-6662. Thank you again for listening to me, Jared St. Clair. This is Vitality Radio. listening to the vitality radio podcast enjoy your week in the meantime jared will be feverishly searching for the latest nutrition info to educate you on and wading into mounds of propaganda to help steer you through it vitality radio is researched and written by jared st Clair, produced by elizabeth joy windham with very limited help from jared our awesome music is by brian bob young Support Vitality Radio by subscribing and giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or your favorite podcast source. Don't forget to follow us at Vitality Radio on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Please let us know your thoughts about this episode by using the hashtag Vitality Radio Podcast. And if you like what you hear, go tell somebody with a share, a screenshot, or an airdrop. Thank you. Hello, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Vitality Radio. Just a reminder that this podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast has not been evaluated by the FDA. 
This podcast is provided with the understanding that the information shared is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This podcast is not a substitute for professional care by a medical professional. Thank you.